Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. excited. I Now I've grown to know that I'm just going to have to be speaking on Mother's Day, and I've now not been annoyed by it. I, I Now I look forward to it, because it's Mother's Day. I shouldn't have to do anything. So like, no big deal, just preach. But um, so anyways, I felt like the Lord just was really, several weeks ago, I was just asking the Lord, like, what what is the message, you know? And I kept hearing him say, I just kept hearing him say, show up. And so we're just going to go with that whole idea of just showing up today. And um, Aaron did a little live video on Friday night when we were at Bethel Cleveland. And I, I don't want to be the person like, that gets a word for myself and then I just think I need to share it with everyone else. And I don't want to be the person that gets a word for Upper Room on Sunday and then I'm like, oh, I'll just share that. But I really felt the Lord just pressing into the showing up idea. And so shared a little bit of it on Friday night. And so if you heard some of that, it wasn't as much as I'm going to talk about today. But um, sorry, you'll have to hear it again. I'm just excited to talk about this idea of showing up in all the different areas of our life. And so I'm going to show you the reason that I get to show up to be a mom. It's these beauties. Aren't they so cute? Look at those precious faces. There's so many cute things about them in that photo. They are so sweet, and then they are so ornery, but I am so thankful for them. Um, I want to kick off what I'm talking about with a clip, a video clip. How many of you have ever seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite? (laughs) I had to watch it at least twice before I was like, I am not an idiot for watching this. It is so hilarious. So if you have not seen it, You might be like, that was so stupid, but just go watch it, and then you'll get it, okay? So anyways, we're going to start with that. Hey, Lyle. All right, so these kids in this school bus obviously showed up at the wrong time. And they were marked for eternity. For those of you who love animals, is Rachel in here? I'm so sorry. I asked Aaron if he thought it was okay. He said yes. But this is just an idea of... uh, Bad timing showing up, but honestly, there's never a bad time, okay? There's never, ever a bad time. When we talk about just showing up for things, there's three pieces that I want to, that I'm going to kind of like flow through the entire time I'm speaking, and um, the three parts I feel that come when we show up for something is, um, number one, being intentional, number two, being present, and number three, responding. So showing up and and what I'm feeling, what I'm learning, and what I'm like kind of studying out here is those three things, being intentional, being present, and responding. And um, so I'm obviously going to start by talking about showing up as a parent, as a mom. 
okay, because it's Mother's Day. Now, we should probably start with showing up with Jesus because this is church, but it's Mother's Day, so I'm going to talk about being a mom. So we show up as a parent, and I'm just going to, I'm going to go through some things that I do, and I want, as I'm speaking about this, like you're, if you're not a mom, that's totally fine. Put it into perspective of whatever relationships you have in your life. Maybe your spouse, um, family, a parent, siblings, coworkers, whatever that looks like for you. So for me, when I show up as a mom, these are some things that I do that I want, that I feel like demonstrates to my kids that I care. I'm being intentional, I'm being present with them, and I'm responding. So number one, one of the things I always do, and this is because I am blessed to be a stay-at-home mom. I get to be home when they get home from school. This is, I know not everyone gets to do this, but for me, these are just some, I'm just sharing some examples. Yours look different, I'm sure. But when they get home off the school bus, I always make sure that I am available and ready to listen to whatever they have to say. There's one day a week that I'm home, but I'm talking usually. And it's Wednesdays when Kayla comes over and she watches the girls. Usually Kim and Kayla and I are just chatting away and the girls get off the bus. And it is like, you know, they are patient, but they got things to say. And they love this idea that when they get home, I am ready for them. I am hearing what happened at their, de- at their school day. I want to know what's upsetting them. I want to know how their day was. And in fact, when we lived at the old house, I would sometimes go and stand on the porch because I could wave and see him there. But now we got a long lane. And I'm not walking the lane this time. So what I make sure to do is make sure that I'm there at that front door when they get there. And I'm saying, hi, how was your day? And I mean it with everything that's in me. And sometimes I can peek out my upstairs bathroom window and I can see him walking down the lane from the bus. And I can tell by how they're walking. If they're walking together and talking, then that's a good sign. If they're walking separate... This could be bad. If somebody else, if one of the others is dragging behind, you know, I can just always tell. And so I get to posture and position myself to how I'm going to engage and encourage them when they get home and all these things. And so that's one of the things is being available and being ready. Next, I listen and I ask questions. It's not, they don't give a darn about my day. They want to tell me everything about theirs. Like, it is like unload and dump. And so I just want to be available to listen, and I want to be able to be intentional about what they're saying. I don't want to be distracted with what's going, other things I have to do. I want to listen to what they're saying, and I actually want to respond. So you know that whole thing, like, I'm sure we've all done it. I have done it. My parents did it. You guys probably have done it. Your parents have probably done it to you. They're doing this, and you're talking, and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do that. I want them to know that I am listening. I'm engaging. And like I said, this can go for all kinds of relationships that we're talking about. I want to look them in the eyes, and I want, I want to hear what they're saying. And when I respond, I want it to be so intentional that they know without a shadow of a doubt that I was listening to what they were saying. So, like, you know, they're talking about their teacher and something that this friend did or whatever. And, I'll, and I want to be able to say, well, what did you say to and then that person's name? Because that tells them that I, I was listening instead of saying, oh, wow. You know, do you even care? That's, that's, what, that's what that message is. And so... These are things that we get to do is showing up as a parent. Um, I want to look them in the eyes. This is something I've been trying to do better at. I always tell them I love you. I love you. I love you. When, we, when I drop them off, I'm like, I love you. Bye. I want to make sure that I look them in the eyeballs and I say, I love you. Because when I do that and I'm saying that in their eyes, there's something piercing their heart. 
It's so much deeper than if they're running down the street. I'm like, I love you. Now, that means something. I'm not saying it doesn't. But, you know, things shift when you look them in the eyes and you take the time and you set the other thing aside to say, I love you. There's something that shifts there. I'm choosing them over my stuff. Look, this could be even when we're talking about marriage. I'm choosing my spouse over what I have to get done that day. I'm choosing to sit and listen to him like one uh, one day, Thursday this week. Patty was watching Hadassah. And I was like, and I knew that she was going to have Hadassah, and I knew I had nothing else going on. I was going to be at home. The other children were at school. And I thought, for once, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going I'm to write out what I'm going to say on Sunday. I'm going to get my notes together, because usually I wait until Sunday morning. And I thought, oh, I have all this free time. I'm like, just sit down, get everything laid out. And then Aaron comes home. I was like, oh, my God. And it is so rare that he and I would be able to sit down and have a conversation without Hadassah right there, you know, like during the week. And uh, so he comes home, and he's just like, and he's just like talkative. And I'm like, and I was intentionally like trying to not freak out and be like, I need to do this because I wanted to let him know that I choose him over all the stuff that I have going on. And if that means that I'm choosing to spend time with my kid or my spouse over doing the six piles of laundry, then that is okay. We have to get released from making sure that everything is in order and all lined up. Because if we just hang on to this thing, like if I get all this stuff done, then I can sit down and rest. We will never sit down and rest. When it comes to sit down, time to sit down and rest, you're good for nobody. You are done. You're fried. We... We have to be able to sleep at night. I'm skipping ahead, but like show up for your health. How could you sleep at night if all you're worried about is all the to-dos that you have to get done, and I can't go to bed until I get all this stuff done, and then I go to bed six hours late, and I only get two hours of sleep, and then I wake up, and then I'm sick. And We have to show up for all of these areas in our life and be very, very intentional. Okay, so in John 8, go to John 8. I want to read this story. John 8, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he went back to the temple. All the people came to Jesus, and he sat and taught them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman there. She had been caught in adultery. They forced the woman to stand before the people. They said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman has caught, was caught having sexual relations with a man who is not her husband. The law of Moses commands that we kill with stones every woman who does this. What do you say we should do? They were asking this to trick Jesus so that they could have some charge against him. But Jesus knelt down and started writing on the ground with his finger. They continued to ask Jesus their questions, so he stood up and said, Is there anyone here who has never sinned? The person without sin can throw the first stone at this woman. Then Jesus knelt down again and wrote on the ground. So Jesus shows up for this woman as everyone else is attacking her, calling her names, accusing her, going on and on about her. Jesus shows up in the middle of this horrible thing that she's going through. And as the story goes on, and they all start to realize, oh, wait, I don't have any room to talk. And they all start to slip away. It's just him and her. And he says, go and be free. Sin no more. And so go and be free. And so when Jesus showed up, freedom came. 
freedom came. And so Jesus shows up and freedom comes. What if in the moment that your child comes home from school and they've just had a horrible situation happen, a bully, somebody says something to them, and you don't show up when they need that opportunity to talk to you. And just the fact that you decide to show up sets them free as they go forward in their next day of school. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Showing up isn't just being a parent standing there and listening. Showing up is I'm revealing Jesus through you as I'm here and listening and responding. And so now our kids get to walk out free because we've just experienced this opportunity to be intentional about letting Jesus through us set them free. So good. Jesus shows up. Okay. Some, a few other things. Make events priorities. I mean, I have, I, my kids are still young, and I feel like I'm going all the time. I got an art show here. I got an art show there. I got talent show practice pick up here. I'm going over here. You guys know. I mean, we're not even in sports right now. And I still feel like I don't even know who's coming and going. And so I need them to know, though, that events are priority. Things that are important to them are important to me. And last year, you know, we talked about this. When we were in Charleston, South Carolina, we had a trip planned, and we didn't find out until after the fact that Chloe had that wax museum, which was like the world was over if you didn't go. And so we were like, we're showing up. And we bought a ticket. We flew back that day. We drove the two hours. We got to the wax museum. We stayed for 10 minutes. We turned around. We drove two hours back to the airport. We flew eight hours back to Charleston. But we showed up. And she knows that that is a priority. And it's just like that with other relationships in our lives, with our spouses, with our family members, with our coworkers, with our bosses. I mean, it's at all levels. Okay. When I was in high school, um, and actually starting in seventh grade, all the way up to 11th grade, I was a cheerleader. And I cheered for fo- uh, football and basketball. Both sports, all the way from 7th to 11th. Now, you're getting to be a senior. You know, like, for those of you who are in sports and athletics and things like that, you know, like, senior is a big deal. Because you're a senior, like, you've waited all of your life for this moment, this year. And uh, so tryouts come, and there was like five or six of us girls that had been cheering throughout all those years together, and five or six of us that were going to be senior cheerleading. And uh, tryouts come, posted the next day. I don't know if they still do this, but, you know, they post who makes it. The next day, you, you show up to look and see who is on the list. No seniors. No seniors make any of the squads. There might have been one that made like a JV squad or something. But it was like this huge like upset. We I was sobbing. I think Aaron might have walked to me that morning with that. And I was like sobbing. It was the end of the world. And uh, so we obviously know that there was something sketchy happening in that situation. Um, so The point of my story is not that. The point is that my parents are amazing, but my parents are also very, um, they keep very calm in things. Like, like it's got to be something really, really, really major if they're going to confront anybody, you know, about things. And so when this happened, my parents actually showed up at this. This was a big deal, guys. It went to the Board of Education meeting. (laughs) And they showed up at that meeting and spoke up for me, and that, that, I mean, I didn't really notice that at the time, but I was just thinking about this, this ministered to my heart, because they knew it was important to me, and it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want my kid to be a cheerleader, no, they love me, and they care for me, and they're going to show up for me, and fight for me, and that's what Jesus does for us, he shows up in our things, and you know what, the scores got destroyed, we don't know where they went, So anyway, it was a good time. We ended up having the best year ever, though. We 
had fun with our friends and our classmates, you know, they, they supported us. I'm not going to tell you how. But it, because it was evil what they did, but it and somehow deep inside made me happy. <laughs> the things they did were so mean to these young class people. But at the moment, I mean, I feel like that was not right what they did. You could ask me later if you want to know. But it made me happy. I love that. It felt like revenge. So anyway, that is a side story. Number two. Show up for and with Jesus. Jesus was intentional with us, obviously. He went to the cross. He purposefully did it. He was present in the moment. He felt all of it. Do you know he could have not done that? He could have said, all right, I'll hang on the cross, but I don't want to feel any of the pain. Like, he was present in the moment, and he responded. Do you remember where he says, Father, forgive them? They know not what they do. So he's, he's showing up in all of those ways. He knew the betrayal. He knew why he was doing it. And it made me think, too, of the story of Mary and Martha. And um, I love both of those women, and I love what both of them represent. I love that Martha was a planner. I love that she prepared. Sometimes we talk about that story, and we talk so badly about, like, why was she just planning? Oh, no. There's value in that. And then there's value in Mary, who just shows up, puts the plan aside, and just sits at his feet. See the value in both of those things? So, like, Mary shows up with everything that was in her. And so that's how we get to be with Jesus. We need to be intentional. We're intentional with our time. If it's only five minutes, I'm going to make the most of every five mi- of each one of those minutes that I have with him. I'm going to Put my thoughts behind me, and I'm going to be intentional for those five minutes. I'm going to be present. I'm not just going to say I'm with Jesus right now, and I'm not, and then not try to hear what he's saying. It's not about me dumping out. It's about me being present in the moment, feeling him, hearing from him, receiving from him, and then getting to respond. See, those are great components of showing up. Respond. God, I love you. Thank you. I feel you. I hear that. I receive that. At the same time, my heart hurts today. Here's where I'm at. Like, there's this beautiful thing that gets to happen when we show up being intentional, being present, and choosing to respond. Man, that response piece, that's huge. I could be intentional and I could be present, but if I don't respond, even to my kids or with my spouse, I could be intentional and I could be listening, but if I don't respond, what, what message is that sending? And so the same thing with him, you know? We're responding. We're sharing our heart. We're telling our love for him. Okay, number three, show up with and in your faithfulness. Um, I was listening to a testimony that Rick Pino was sharing. He had, they had a daughter, and they wanted more kids, and they had been promised more kids. The Lord, they had heard the Lord say, you will have more children. They had been prophesied. They kept getting prophesied over for more kids. And so these, these prophetic words and what the Lord had spoke was a, this seed in their life. And so they intentionally were clinging to the seed. They were clinging to the truth. They were intentional about hanging on to what the Father had said to them. They continually were reminding themselves of what the word was. They were present in their faith and action. Every time they would go somewhere, they would believe the Lord for what he had promised. They would declare it to other people, yeah, the Lord promised us we're having another one. Like it was faith in action. And then they responded in a way they'd continue dreaming. They'd continue to declare. They'd thank the Lord for the kids to come. And six years later, they end up having one. And then a couple years after that, another one. I think they're on, they have the three now. 
But it, this is this thing of showing up in our faithfulness. When we have this seed, this dream, this something that the Lord has spoken over our lives or planted in us, we've got to show up and agree with the promise that's been spoken, even if everything else doesn't look like it's coming to pass. When we were in the house and going through the process of the house, it was us showing up in faith. That's what it was, because it was a dream and a prophetic word that came together, and in faith, we just kept on plugging away. We still plugging away, guys. You know, things are growing around that place. I don't even know what they are. And they are growing in the weirdest places that I just have to keep digging things up. And I'm just tossing all of it into a pit. And Amelie yelled this morning. She's like, no, text me. Ask me if I want that. And I'm just like, burn it. Burn it all. And, you know, this is this idea of showing up in faith. Even last night as we were uh, having a little bonfire, we were burning the plants. And we were having a little bonfire. And uh, Aaron said... He, he was sharing this dream he had of, like, the future building that we want to build and how this, this like, bri bridge thing to another tree and all this stuff. And I was like, it made my heart happy because I'm like, good, we're still dreaming. We're still showing up for the faith. You know, we're showing up for the promise. We're showing up for the dream. And so faith moves us to worship. You know that song, um, Raise a Hallelujah? That was a worship song that birthed out of faith uh, for a miracle for a baby that was very sick and on his deathbed. So the story of the walls of Jericho, we're all familiar with it. In Joshua 6, if you're not, it's basically the story of these people who needed these, this wall around the city to fall. And the Lord said, if you march around seven times on the seventh march, the wall will come down. What did they do? They showed up in faith because of the word day after day after day after day after day. And on the seventh day, it fell. And that's such a beautiful demonstration of showing up in your faith. Show up with the word. Show up with it. And then once it fell, guess what they did? They worshiped. They worshiped when that wall fell. And so that leads me into my next one, of course. Show up in your worship. Show up in your worship. I could talk about this one the whole rest of the time, but I won't. But in Second Chronicles 20, this is the story of Jehoshaphat. And... Um, Debating whether or not I should read it. 12, no, I'm going to skip it. I'm just going to give you a paraphrase. Basically, this bad army was going to come and attack them. Jehoshaphat was afraid. The, they got a word through a prophet that, don't be afraid. The Lord's going to fight your battle for you. Don't be afraid. So when he gets the word, he goes straight into worship. Faith in action. He starts to worship in preparation for that. And then what happens? As the worship happens, these armies begin to fight against themselves. And so ultimately they get the victory. But the thing about this is being intentional in our worship. I'm not walking in. I'm going to talk about corporate worship here for a minute in the upper room. I'm not walking in. And I come to 9 and 11 and every time, lie, not every time, most times I'm showing up and giving my all in my 9 and 11. I can't say it every time because, I mean, hello, do you do it every time? I mean, we're flesh, right? But I'm saying what we should be doing is every single time we're showing up. Like, I'm going to walk in. I'm not going to waste my time worrying about, guys, I'm telling you, I'm, this is my goal. I'm not going to worry about, does the slide look right? Does the lights look right? Who turned that on? Why is that on? Why are the lights still on? Shut the lights off. Like, I have to choose to push the thoughts to the side because I can't afford to not show up in my worship because he's worthy. Amen. Period. 
He's worthy. I don't care how bad my day was. I might be grumpy. I have come in here grumpy, and I've pushed through, and by 11, I'm giving it all because he is worthy, okay? So maybe you need to come to 9 and 11 sometimes just to make sure you get the experience, but all I have to say, I have to be intentional on putting this stuff aside. I have to choose to be present. I want to, what those words are, if I don't like the song, I don't care. If I've never heard the song before, I'm going to press in. I don't have to have my favorite song every single Sunday. I want to be present in what those words are saying because I want my heart to align with what I'm saying in my mouth so that I can just glorify him and it's a beautiful thing to him and he is worthy and he's getting all of me because I'm being intentional and I'm being present and I want to hear what he's saying and I want him to hear what I'm saying. I want him to feel my heart. I don't have time to waste just to come here and just say a song and sing a word. Anybody can do that. We can stand here and we can sing, Jesus, you're worthy, and our minds can be thinking about our job. And I don't want to do that. I want to be present. I, I don't want to take it for granted. And, you know, respond. Now I want to get to respond. I'm intentional, I'm present, and I'm going to respond. I don't know about you, but I love to jump. And when I hear them saying, I was an orphan and all this stuff, and now I have shelter, and now I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm going to respond to that. That's a big deal. I want to respond, and it might not look like jumping for you, but I want to respond with everything that's in me, what it is for me. I want to respond in my worship for him. And now, I'm not just talking about corporately. What about in your car? What about in your kitchen? What about in your shower? What about, what are you listening to? Like, be intentional, be present, and respond. It's such a big deal. He's worthy. We want to honor him. We want to celebrate him. Think about in 2 Samuel when David danced in the presence of the Lord. The Ark of the Covenant shows up, and he just starts dancing. It's like, I got to dance in his presence. I want to worship Okay, I kind of touched on this, but showing up in relationships. You know, I'm just going to kind of fly through this a minute. Just marriages, parents, siblings, coworkers, peers, in your ministry. If you're a part of a ministry, if you're a part of a job, whatever it is, don't take it for granted. Show up. That's a form of worship. Did you know that when you show up to work and you do what you're asked and you honor your boss and you don't engage in gossip and all those things, that is a form of worship and that is the kingdom and we get to show up and be intentional and be present in those moments, spending time together with our spouses, all those different things. Think about David and Goliath. I know relationships are hard. I'm not a fan of confrontation, but I'm learning through Josh that I got to do it. Josh is not Jesus, but he is maybe only that much less <laughs> when it comes to relationships. And Josh has walked me through many times when I'm like, I do not want to have that conversation. Can you email me the questions that I need to ask? Because I will screw it up. But he somehow just supernaturally knows all these things. But he's taught me, and I've learned that it is so imperative that part of relationship showing up is having the difficult conversations. There is a lie that time will take care of it. No. You can't just say, I'm not going to talk to them for a week, and then it'll be fine. No. Maybe it'll be fine for a month, but then it's going to sprout up again. You can't just say, I'm going to keep my distance, and then it'll be fine. I agree with boundaries, but not in the sense of, like, if I just keep my arm's distance, then we don't have to address that. Like, you have to show up in a relationship. If you want your relationships to go to the next level, 
Look what David did with Goliath. He showed up and conquered it, right? So we have to show up in those kinds of disagreements just so we can have reconciliation. We can communicate, share our hearts, connect. Connection's the ultimate thing, guys. All right. Lastly, showing up to serve, okay? Dude, we are a family. We already talked about this. We've talked about home, family. We serve. In 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about all of our different gifts, Every single person in here, you are needed in your family. You are needed in your family. You might think, like Aaron, he might think, well, she's great at being a mom, and she's good. She's doing great. I don't need to do anything. No, he brings a piece of the puzzle, which is usually patience and gentleness that I am lacking. And, and without that, our kids would be a hot mess. He really does. He brings that piece that I lose quickly. And so we have to know that we may look around and think, oh, every single need is met. Why? When, if we talk about your, if, if you're talking about your job, look around. Is there something that you, you can offer that you could add value at? It may look like it's being taken care of, but speak up. When it comes to serving here, I mean, Matthew 9.37 talks about the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. You might walk in here and, look and think, everything is taken care of. No. There are things that are being covered, but the person who's covering might be getting burnt out in the process because the gift that you're carrying, you're not offering because you think it's already being taken care of. So I'm just saying, show up to serve. If you're serving at the front door and you're greeting, be intentional. Like, pay attention. Um, what's my next one? Oh, be present. Look them in the eye. Say, it is awesome to have you here. Respond. Give them a hug. If you remember they shared something with you last week, you, give, you say, how did that turn out? Like, that's, I'm just, that's just one example. But what about in kids? What does it look like to show up and serve in kids' ministry? We have an incredible opportunity with these kids. These kids will learn to hear the voice of God when we never did, and they will be fireballs, and they will never have to work through doubt and trying to understand what's God, who's God. No, they're learning it back there. What does it get, what does it mean if you were to show up and be a part of that? And when nobody else is praying for that one that came back there, that you get to show up, be intentional, lay your hand on them, and begin to prophesy over their life, pray for them. I mean, there are so many areas for you to plug in and serve here and in other areas of your life with your family, in your kids' school. I love to serve in my kids' school. I want to honor their teachers. I want to honor those secretaries. I want to serve well. I want to be intentional. I cut paper the other day. For an hour, I had a paper cutter and a stack of papers this high, and I was just, and I was like, and she's like, do you want to come out and hang outside with us? I was like, no, I'm getting this done. And I got it done. I had five minutes to spare, and I had a cramp in my side. Like, I did something with a muscle, because I, towards the end, I had, like, instead of taking this sack of, paper. I was like, this sack? Because I was like, oh, I'm getting this done. It was incredible. So anyways, serve others. Whatever that looks like, this is not a gimmick to serve at Upper Room, although there are plenty of ways to serve. This is, a, this is to say, show up and however you serve. Okay, final couple ideas. Show up for the lost. Who's showing up for the lost if we're not? Who's showing up for the person that's hurting at Kroger if we're not? Show up for the sick. Show up for your leaders. Show up for your health. I kind of touched on that a little bit. You got to show up for yourself. There is no reason that you should be walking around sick and feeling crappy all the time. It is okay to take care of your body. 
Show up for your workouts. When you work out, show up. Don't just walk in and then just, like, be around somebody who pushes you. That's just a natural comment, but you need to do it. You need to show up for your health. You need to feel good. Okay. We're going to end on this. Fact is, showing up isn't always easy. It's not. You have to push yourself sometimes. And it might not be fun in the process, but it is always, always worth it. So watch more of Napoleon. 8,000 hens moved into their new cages. Sometimes they don't want to cooperate. But you give them a good shake and they'll settle down for you. Do the chickens have large talons? Do they have what? Large talons. I don't understand the words you just said. Okay, you meet me back here about noon and uh, we'll have a little lunch waiting for you. Well, dig in. Over there, that creek, man, I found a couple of shelves on the arrowhead. <laughs> All right, you can pause it there. I just think that's so hilarious. Oh, my gosh, especially when that one guy's like, <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, um, Napoleon showed up for work, right? And it wasn't easy. That was disgusting. And I think at the end of it, like, if you keep watching it, it's like, he's like, I only got change. And he gives him, like, six coins. And he's like, a dollar an hour. So it's, you know what? In the long run, it is always worth it. And it's not easy. But God is so good. And just want you guys to be so encouraged just to show up in every minute of every day. Um, I'm going to pray for you. And then before you head out, we'll turn on the music and stuff. But I just want you to just, whoever you're sitting next to, I would love for you just to kind of share whatever the Lord, what area of your life you feel the Lord tugging on you to say, you need to show up. So whether that's a a conflict with a family member or your marriage, maybe you just need to show up more often in your marriage or just as a parent, whatever that looks like, I just want you to speak that out. I think there's something powerful when the Holy Spirit pricks you, and then when you speak it out, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like we're putting faith in action there. So. God, I just thank you for this incredible group of people, Lord. I thank you for these amazing people who have showed up here today. And God, I thank you that in their showing up, Lord, that you have met their need, you have met their desire, you have met them where they are at this morning. And Lord, we just bless you. We commit to showing up with you for you in every ounce and every minute of our day in our relationships as parents, as uh, spouses, as co-workers, as bosses, whatever that looks like in our lives, we just commit that we're going to show up in a deeper level. And so we just thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're so, so good. We love you so much. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that mothers us, that comforts us, that guides us, that just sends us in nurture and just love. And so we just thank you so much today. We're so grateful in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen.